Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the entrepreneurship space. And we're taking a whole new angle on it. You're going to love this company, EOS Worldwide. You're going to learn all about what they do, how they help you as an entrepreneur and your business. Um, and you're going to learn a lot from our guest today. Mark O'Donnell's on. He is the visionary and CEO at EOS Worldwide. Mark, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Justin. Dude, it's, it's great having you here. I had so much fun researching you and your business. Uh, I can't even wait to unpack that. And I think our audience are really appreciated, especially because many of them are in this world of entrepreneurship and launching new brands, companies, packages, services, all kinds of things around it. Um, but let's do this. Share a little bit about your background, how you got into this space, how you decided to, to really um, focus in this world. Yeah, sure. So... I started my career as an engineer in big pharma, uh, biotech companies, and I did that for about five years or so. And I didn't particularly like it. You know, it, being an engineer in pharma is like being an engineer with one hand tied behind your back because it's <laughs> regulated by the yeah, FDA. Exactly. And, yep. and, you know, you just can't do much there. Uh, creativity is not encouraged. Uh, so, uh, I started my company doing exactly that, serving pharma companies. It did, again, oh, perfect. At least you knew the it. industry, right? <laughs> Why not? I had <laughs> yeah, skill. Exactly. I did not follow my passion. That is for sure. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so my brother and I <laughs> started our company. We grew that very quickly uh, from the two of us, 23 people in six months. Uh, the recession hit. We had this kind of combination of ignorance and ego to know that you know, recession shouldn't mean I can't get new business. And so we did it anyway. Uh, wasn't growing fast enough. We merged with another company, uh, gained two partners, doubled size of the company. We ended up growing that uh, and catching the entrepreneurial bug. We ended up with nine companies, different brands wow. throughout the, the world. And in a lot of ways, we were succeeding in spite of ourselves. Here we were in 500, 5,000 company, uh, five times in a row with our main company, four times with other companies that we started. And we needed to find a, a way to harmoniously orchestrate those nine companies. Sure. Uh, again, we were succeeding in spite of ourselves. So in my career path running this this company, I think we might have been twenty million at the at the time. Wow, uh, pretty sizable, little, right? I mean, yeah, pretty sizable. One hundred and seventy five employees, maybe at that time. We went on this mission to find a way to to run these businesses, and so I ran into EOS uh, based on the book Traction by oh, Gino Wickman. Got it. At the strange place, which is at the Pentagon, having lunch with right. a three-star general. <laughs> I saw that in the in the write-up for yeah. today. I was like, "Wow, that what a random spot, right?" Totally a random spot. We met with Obama's uh, small uh, business advisor and had lunch with a three-star general. And cool. one of the hosts there, Jonathan Smith, was an EOS implementer, and so he introduced us into that system. And so we hired him to be 
uh, our implementer for our holding company. And then I was going to be the implementer for our, our holding companies. Pause. So what do you yeah. mean by implementer? Yeah. So an EOS implementer is someone who helps entrepreneurial leadership teams install the, the system of EOS, which is a complete system, real world, simple, practical tools that help you do three things, vision, traction, and healthy. And I'll get into a little bit more into that, but Jonathan was helping us coach us around implementing these tools, this way of operating our company. And so he helped us with that. Got it. And were you guys, you know, had, I know you'd grown through acquisition and merger. Had you fully integrated or were you still operating as independent companies at that time? We, part of the business was integrated and part of it was we had just did an act, uh, merger acquisition transaction with a company in California when we started the implementation of EOS. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So you met him. So, He's going to help put basically a system in place for you guys. What were the benefits of that? So number one is getting the leaders 100% on the same page with our vision, where we're going to go, how we're going to get there, all that human energy pointing in a single direction. And especially having done the merger, we had at that time seven partners by result of that. And so we had to get on the same page with our vision, <laughs> Good idea. where we're going, which was, <laughs> yeah. but you know, surprisingly, very few leadership teams are 100% on the same page. It, while it might be in their head, they're, they're slightly different versions if you were to ask totally them. Agree. I yeah. think that's the case even in big companies. I mean, I won't use no an doubt. example. One place I worked, it was not clear. And in fact, the vision was so confusing. Like, there's no way anybody could have really understood it. You know what I mean? Like, and I think vision is so important. It, it, you know, without vision, the people perish. I think some guy named Solomon said that. (laughs) I mean, we can all Uh, kind of head in our own direction without one consistent vision. Right. And either it's too long and some people are bought into parts of it. They can't memorize it. And so it doesn't become embodied throughout the organization. So that was the number one thing that we set on that path with, with Jonathan. And uh, of course now we do at EOS uh, for every one of our clients. The, The second benefit of implementing EOS is that, okay, now you have this vision, you're on the same page. Most organizations just lack the accountability and the discipline to execute on every aspect of that vision. Sure. There's there's a stat that 97% of documented strategic plans go unexecuted. Wow. I mean, it's a lot of paper um, and not a lot of... A lot of good ideas. A lot of good ideas, not a lot of execution. And And what happens? Like, where does the ball get dropped or what's the gap in execution? The, the gap in execution is that, well, people get bored. <laughs> they, okay. they get distracted by shiny stuff. Right. A new idea comes in and, and people just don't generally like to be held accountable and they don't have a system for accountability, a platform for accountability to occur. Uh, they're not particularly open and honest with one another. Oh yeah, I'll get that done next Tuesday. Next Tuesday comes and goes and it doesn't get done. And so you have to create a, an environment, a platform, a culture of accountability and discipline. That's what we call traction Got is it. that 
you know, vision without traction is merely hallucination. Ooh, so you have to have those cool. disciplines. I like that, that phrase. Yeah. Uh, that's actually in the book by Gina Wickman, Traction. Um, so then the last piece is healthy. And I experienced this in a big way in my company once we did that merger was creating really healthy, cohesive, and functional leadership teams. Leaders, everyone, you know, we have our, all our ideas. There's a lot of egos going around. And leaders, we, you know, we don't play very well together all the time. And so we needed to create an environment where we could create a really healthy, cohesive, and functional leadership team, because as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the organization. Sure. Got it. Um, so vision, traction, and healthy, that's what EOS does. And that's what I was on this mission to accomplish uh, with my company that, that uh, my brother and I had started and, and merged. So this is 2013. I fell in love with the tools and the process of EOS that I decided that I wanted to be an implementer because I was having a whole lot more fun working with even my companies implementing EOS than I was running my pharma business. It wasn't my <laughs> right. passion. And you, you know, were really enjoying really, the, the EOS part of things. Got it. But the freedom, the aha moments and things. And so I decided to exit day to day. Uh, maybe a little bit to my partner's shock and chagrin, um, <laughs> left the day-to-day -day the company, ultimately sold uh, the business. My brother and I, uh, we sold by a private equity firm and a group of our uh, former partners bought us out. Okay. And I pursued a, a career as an EOS implementer and wow. worked with over 85 companies, over 500 full-day sessions. Uh, became an implementer coach, then head coach, and then September 2019, uh, 2020, sorry, um, became visionary uh, and CEO here at US Worldwide. Got it. All right. So how did you make the final decision to leave what you were doing before and take on this role? Like, What were some of the, the thought process around that? So inside of EOS, which stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System, uh, by the way, is um, that you're put on this earth. You got one shot at this thing. <laughs> right. And I, I just, agree. Why, know, not why not do something you're passionate about, right? <laughs> why not do something you're passionate about? So we call that the EOS life. And I can tell you the thought process that got me out of my businesses to becoming an implementer, to a coach, to head coach, and to... Uh, now the seat I sit in as, as visionary. And so I think it's important for every entrepreneur to be thinking in this way. And it, it's uh, one of the most impactful ways of thinking that I can uh, impart on anyone, which is living the EOS life is what we call it. It's doing what you love with people you love, making a huge difference in the world, making a big impact, sure. being compensated appropriately, and having time to pursue other passions. And it so we like use this balance. tool. Good balance. It right? sounds like a good balance, yeah. right? It, it's, it's looking at the holistic entrepreneur. It's not just 80 hours a week, you know, make a bunch <laughs> right. of money and then right. hope to sell it in three to five years and sit on the beach. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> Although some people, some people may think that sounds amazing, right? It sounds amazing until you do it. Right, <laughs> and you're you're going to last about three days on the beach 
and you're going to be bored out of your tree. Right. <laughs> and, you know, a, an entrepreneur without a purpose sends a signal to the universe that the parts are no longer needed. They're not working. Yeah, they're not. It's just uh, totally. Uh, you'll get bored, mental. Dep- I mean, there's a whole other podcast and topic. I'm around. sure we can take that one as a whole other topic. <laughs> Exited entrepreneurs who are oh no gosh. longer mentally healthy. Uh, <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> so those those five things, we have a tool called the Delegate and Elevate tool. And it's really, really simple tool for anyone who's listening. If you take a sheet of paper, you draw four quadrants, draw an X, four quadrants. Top left is things that you love to do and you're great at. Hmm. Top right, things that you uh, like to do and you're good at them. doesn't have that same kick of passion of love and great. Sure. Uh, Bottom left would be things that you don't like, but you're good at them. Got They've it. Built up skills over time, but they're boring and frustrating, <laughs> irritating right. to you. Uh, and then bottom left is things that you don't like and you're not good at. That you know, if you're a, a startup entrepreneur and you're doing your accounting, that's probably going to fall into that bucket. It's time to outsource right. that. Get someone else. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Get someone else to do it. So, taking an activities inventory, listing out all the things that I was doing. And then putting it into those four quadrants, everything in those bottom two quadrants just has to go. You have to delegate that off. You have to automate it if you can, or just stop doing it. And so it's an emotional reaction. It's, it's what I call uh, divine hints. Like there's something in the world that's just making you really interested in some topic or thing, and you can't really explain exactly why. And you owe it to yourself to go explore that. And, and that's what I did. I just really followed that, pulled those threads, started to focus on living my life in things that I love to do and I'm great at and, and owning and running a, a pharmaceutical uh, biotechnology services company wasn't up there. So, wow. um, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Now, the entrepreneurial operating system, uh, talk about the structure and approach I uh, used one tool there that you just shared with us, but talk yeah. about the overall structure and approach and then the role of like an implementer. Sure. Sure. When you look at EOS, it, it's, it's a model, it's a toolbox and it's a process. And you probably don't have time for me to go through all three, but no, at least give us, you got to at least explain them. Yeah. Well, and then you can just reach out to me and I'll explain the rest. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, so the EOS model, it stems from the discovery that every entrepreneur struggles with 136 issues in the day in the life of the business. There's just a ton going on. But the reality is those are just symptoms of the root. And the root boils down to six things that we call the six key components of your business. Okay. So you have your vision component. You have your people component. You have a data component. You have an issues component, you have a process component, and then you have a traction component. So six key components. And so to the degree that you can strengthen your ability to solve those six issues, everything else, all those symptomatic issues, they start to just fall into place. You start to run a better business and you start to live a better life. So with vision, it's really getting everyone 100% on the same page with your vision, where you're going, how you're going to get there. We provide tools to do that. 
people's getting all the right people in the right seats. Like Jim Collins made sure. super famous, Absolutely. right? You cannot, ex- you can't execute on that vision without great people. Right. No doubt. But, but every company has their own definition of what great is. And so we have tools in order to get all the right people in the right seats with data is cutting through all the, the egos, the subjectives and the opinions and getting you managing the business on the facts. So once the, the vision component is strong, the people component is strong and the data component is strong, you really end up with this open, honest, transparent, very loose organization where your issues rise to the top. A lot of companies, it's cathartic to talk about their issues, but they don't hit the root cause of those issues. They don't solve them there. And so they just keep coming back and they keep solving the same darn things over and over again. And so we give tools to companies to solve issues at the root. So they go away forever and they don't come back. Process is about systemizing. You got to document that and get everyone delivering a consistent experience top to bottom, following your processes. And traction is, as I mentioned a, a little earlier, is about the discipline and accountability. We have people do quarterly rocks, uh, 90 day goals, and uh, a meeting pulse that keeps everyone on track, disciplined, accountable to executing. So we have agendas and things on, on how to do all that, a whole system for that. So that's the model and the process and the six key components. Got it. That's super helpful. And thanks for doing the overview for us. Um, for yeah. an entrepreneur out there or a company out there, that you do, you do you practically engage them or do they come to you and say, hey, we need help? And how does that engagement model work? Yeah. So there's two ways uh, a company can implement EOS, really three. One is you you go out and you buy traction by Gino Wickman, get a grip on your business on Amazon, Audible, whatever. And the book is really an a instruction manual on how to strengthen those six key components and implement the tools in your business. And so you as an entrepreneur leader can go read the book and then go and, and schedule meetings with your leadership team and, and go do that by yourself. Um, and the is a perfectly great way to do that. The second way is you can go and sign up for what we call Basecamp, self-implementer Basecamp. And so it's an online training platform that you can choose someone in your company who's a great facilitator. And we give them videos and instruction on how to facilitate a session day to implement the tools to strengthen those six key components. And the third way is to hire an implementer. So there's, uh, we just made the transition to a franchise organization. So a little over 300 in the US, US implementers will end up with about 450 or so uh, by the end of this year, around the globe, 37 countries. And so you can go to eosworldwide.com, go to our implementer directory, find a great implementer in your local area. And they'll do what's called a 90-minute meeting. It's a free 90-minute session taking you through a deep dive of that model, that that process in the toolbox, and see if it's a fit for your company, if you want to go along that path. And then you would meet with them five days a year um, for two years or so. And then at that point, you graduate. We're not consultants, so we, we want to create total independence from us. We want the entrepreneur to be uh, totally independent 
in that they can learn the tools, they can run a great business all on their own, self-sustaining, rugged individualists like entrepreneurs mostly are. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And what have you found? When do people come to you at which stage of their company development? Do you see them in all stages or early? Or where do you see the majority of your customers coming to you? Yeah, so our sweet spot is a entrepreneurial organization. They're privately held. They have 10 to 250 employees. And they're really growth-oriented. They're respectful. They're appreciative. They just need some help. And, and we're, we're happy to do that. Now, we do have some companies that are much smaller than that that we work with. And the company is much, much larger in the billions of, uh, in revenue and thousands of employees. But that's the sweet spot, 10 to 250 people. And do you find your um, the companies you work with, are they looking for the full system or are they struggling with specific areas more than others? It's a complete and holistic system. So it's really... It'd be difficult for you to just take bits and pieces right, of like EOS. components, right. Yeah. And, you know... there. I used to be what what we would call now, or I would call now as a flavor of the month entrepreneur. Right? <laughs> right. I'd, I'd go to the peer group meeting, I'd read the book, I'd come back to my team and say, hey, we're going to do this now. And then they would kind of roll their eyes over time. And then I would find some new flavor of the month type system or process or tool. And just, it wasn't sticky. Sure. So we want it, people who are implementing traction to implement it as completely as possible because then it's super sticky in your business and it, it it almost takes on a life of its own where it's just the way you run your company it's part of the dna of your business and that gets rid of all the flavor of the month way of of doing business makes sense and then um how do you know when you're successful like what are the metrics that you can look at to know you as a business are being successful is i i mean other than revenue but like how do you know you're being effective with your customers what is it you see from a change perspective yeah i mean there is just so many points of change that we see and we say we we help entrepreneurs get everything they want from their business. And they all define that in different ways. I mean, we've had companies grow, scale, and sell very, very quickly based on the tools. I've had clients who went from working 80 hours a week to working 20 hours a week, adopted wow. children from Haiti and China <laughs> right. uh, with the free time and, and really life-impactful change. And by the way, they grew from a million in revenue to 15 million in revenue in three years. Wow. So we, we just see results. It's really about what they want, what the entrepreneur wants to get out of the business. And that's what we're here to do is to help them do that. Wow. Um, that's really, really cool. Uh, you mentioned your franchise. How does that work? And how do people get engaged in that? Uh, yeah. So if anyone is interested in becoming an EOS implementer, um, and now the a franchisee, uh, you can go to eosfranchising.com and learn all about what it'd be like to be an implementer. And, uh, that's, 
that's how it works. Love it. Um, I I always love to ask our guests, like what have been two or three of the biggest lessons learned they have um, found in developing their own business. You have lived it several times now, right? You, you had your own business here. You are helping others start their business. Like when you think about the entrepreneurs that are listening, what would be two or three of their biggest lessons learned they should be thinking about, um, you know, based on your experience. So I, I think number one would be, create our, our one of the tools we use is called the vision traction organizer and on the front page of that document it's answering eight questions is what are your core values what's your core focus what's your core target what's your marketing strategy what's your three year picture look like what are you, what's your one year plan what are your quarterly rocks and what are your long term issues list and my number one advice to people is Get really, really crystal clear on your core values, who you are, what defines you. And really simple, you know, three to seven at the most simple words that just describe who you want to be known as when you leave this earth. Someone who embodies a set of core values and had a lot of integrity around them. That creates the experience that you give your customers, that it creates the culture of your, your employees and your company. And it's really a lot of ways in which the way you'll impact the world. Then the core focus is getting really clear on your passion and what your, your niche is. I say niche because, well, I'm in Pennsylvania. So that's what we say. <laughs> niche. Um, niche. <laughs> my, my daughter says niche. Oh, I, God. I, I, don't know. I love so it. <laughs> it's, it's niche for me. Um, and for us, it, it's helping entrepreneurs live their ideal lives. And our niche is training towards EOS mastery. So that helps you make it's a filtering and guiding mechanisms so you stay in your lane there uh one of our uh casey brown runs a company called boost and she does pricing one of the things that she that she said has stuck in my head for five years probably is there's riches in the niches <laughs> nice <laughs> uh, so get really clear on what your niche is and what you're passionate about and right. your core target is where you're going as a, as a business 10 5 10 30 years out whatever it is those three things is really the heart and soul of you as an entrepreneur. It'll just help you make better decisions and it'll keep you laser focused versus distracted to shiny stuff. Entrepreneurs, myself included, we have 20 ideas that are fantastic to owing ourselves uh, a day, a minute, hour, whatever it is. Probably only one of them is worth much. <laughs> right. But but if you have a, a filtering and guiding mechanism to decide which ideas are the best ones and, and where you're going to take your company, answer those three questions specifically. Answer all eight, certainly. But core values, core focus, core target. Answer those three uh, and it'll be life-changing for you. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is... Be your authentic self. And it's like totally cliche and, and all that. Uh, but but I want to to clarify that you talked about a tool called the Delegate and Elevate tool. And I call them divine hints. I think it's a journey to discover who your authentic self is. And I'm pretty sure you're never going to get there. Uh, because you're, you're, you just have all these inputs that come in. You have all these new experiences. And some stuff's great. Some stuff's interesting. So really focus in on those things that are fascinating and motivating to you and design your life around that. Uh, the ability to continuously explore and shed the things that are frustrating and irritating to you. Um, and and if you can do that, 
you're going to end up with uh, Joe Polish, uh, also in strategic coach with me with Dan Sullivan. And he has this saying is a elf business versus a half business. <laughs> have you heard that? I, I have not. You got to define that for us. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, if you don't follow my advice here on delegating and elevating and designing your life around that, you're going to end up with a half business. It's going to be hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. Oh, got it. I got the acronym now. Yeah. So don't create a half business. Life's too short for that. Right. If you do live in those top two quadrants of love, great, like, good, you're going to end up with an elf business. An elf business is easy, lucrative, and fun. <laughs> way, way more interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's it. right. Yeah. That, that's so those two things, that's why I'd say go for it. <laughs> uh, I love it. That's so cool. And I, I mean, I love all these templates and models. For those of you that are listening, they're like process and structure oriented. You're loving, I'm sure, thinking about like, wait a second, the, that grid, the four box, I'm kind of like already, I'm still back on that, let alone this whole idea of defining what you want to be known for um, and what you are known for. It's an interesting idea yeah. as well. Um, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, learn more about EOS, etc. Yeah. So if you go to eosworldwide.com, that's really the place for everything EOS. And that's the way to the best. That's pretty easy. <laughs> also, the book Tra- easy. Traction, yeah. Get a Grip on Your Business. I, I was just pulling it up while we're sitting here. It's got almost 4,000 like reviews on Amazon and almost five stars. Amazing. So I, I definitely plan to read that. Oh, yeah. There's one other thing. We have a uh, Gino has written a new book coming out in September. It's called The EOS Life. And it goes through those five things in detail doing what you love with people you love, making a huge impact on the world, being compensated appropriately, and having time to pursue other passions. Those, the book takes a deep dive and provides you with tools and thinking and concepts for you to, to live those uh, five things out. Um, it's a journal and thinking process. Uh, and you can get... There's a discount code right now for pre-orders on uh, eoslife.com. Ah, very cool. Uh, yeah. And that's a that that one is applicable to pretty much any business owner or leadership team member uh whether you're whatever stage of business you're in. Very very cool. Great stuff. I'm excited for you and your business as well as those that are working with you and uh, like I said I can't wait to check out more of this content and um just really appreciate you coming on the podcast Mark. Looking forward to staying in touch and and watching your business grow. Yeah, thanks for having me. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.